You are now tuned in to the Storm Tracker Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Storm Tracker Podcast. I'm Marcus Benjamin, part of the Rivals Network here, representing for CanesCounty.com. Make sure you subscribe to CanesCounty.com for free. Use the promo code Miami. 30. Also, make sure you subscribe to this podcast on all platforms and also subscribe to our YouTube channel live from Canes County. And it's Monday, which means sometimes it's blue Mondays, but it's not a blue Monday. Let's just say that uh, because the Miami Hurricanes came out victorious last weekend over Texas A&M 4833. And today I've got Larry Bluestein joining me, South Florida, longtime reporter. Larry, thanks for joining me once again on Monday. Oh, my pleasure, Marcus. Appreciate it. And like you said, uh, on a pretty good Monday, uh, yeah. following a huge win. Yeah. Uh, so it, it'll make our job a lot easier this week. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But first, I just kind of want to acknowledge the day today. It, it's 9-11. Um, it, it was a pretty significant uh, point in history for the United States and um, every, everybody always kind of remembers where they were, you know, and, and for me, this is gonna, this is gonna age me or people will kind of know my age here, of where, uh, of where I was here, but I was actually in college, uh, when, when this happened. And, and it's funny because, you know, I, I just woke up and, you know, I had an 8am class or like 830 or something like that class. And I just saw all, all my roommates kind of just gathered around the TV. And I was like, wow, it's pretty early for them to be watching a movie, you know. Um, and then I didn't think anything of it. And I just kind of left, went to class. And then, you know, they told me when I got there that class was canceled. And I was like, why? And it was like, you didn't hear? I was like, no, I just came to class. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, yeah, um, you know, you know, the, uh, you know, tragedy happened with the, world trade center so yeah it, it was crazy because you know i was in tallahassee going to school and it was um it was high alert because you know at the time the governor um was jeb bush which was obviously the the brother of the president at the yeah. time so, so people thought that maybe uh the capital of florida would be a target as well so it was it was it was high alert at that time, man. But, um, you know, it's something that we'll never forget. And um, I'm sure you don't forget where you were. So where, where were you, Blue, when it all happened? Well, I was at work and uh, at a newspaper and uh, we we're kind of we it was a weekly newspaper. So we kind of started producing it on a Tuesday and uh, finishing up on a Wednesday. So I was uh, I was the editor. So I was going over some pages and all of a sudden i got a phone call from my mom and she says are you watching what's happening and i says i said where she goes uh turn on the tv because she says this is amazing and i i said what happened she goes just turn on the tv and uh, i did and then uh, as we know the rest is history and uh, i just was so stunned i mean here i i mean especially when i saw you know when they said the first plane had uh, you know, hit the World Trade Center, I'm thinking, well, God, you know, I, I feel so bad for those people. And, you know, I, I felt, I mean, geez, everybody, you know, ha had a parish, you know, what, what did the, you know, 
what is a pilot? You know, did he have a heart attack or something like that? And and I was just thinking this has never happened. You know, when we um, I remember uh, prior there was a, a baseball pitcher for the Yankees who had a, uh, a you know private plane and he crashed into a par- apartment building and he passed. So I was thinking this is what it is. Somebody got sick and right. uh, and they went off course. And then all of a sudden I'm watching and the other one got hit. And yeah. I'm thinking to myself, you got to be kidding me. You know what I'm thinking? This is, you know, when I was looking at the, the um, calendar and I'm saying, Jesus, September 11th is, oh my God, we're going to remember this forever this day. And uh, hey, and look at all the other things that happened. And even though we had a lot of terrorist attacks, you know, the the bombing in, in, in the subway and in some of the other places, you say to yourself, are we going to be at war? And that was yeah. uh, that was uh, what I remember. And it was vivid because, uh, you know, my mom uh, had passed two years after. And uh, I had always remembered that she had called me. And she, you know, rarely didn't call me that early. It was like, you know, 8 o'clock or so. And she, you know, would wait till you know, midday or something like that. So I thought it was kind of strange, you know, because I, I figured, oh, geez, you know, what's – is something wrong with my dad or, you know, any of, you know, my siblings. And, uh, yeah, that's what I remembered. And, um, life hasn't changed since, you know, I mean, it's been yeah. the same and it's been all that, the, the height of the security and all these detectors that, you know, that was never there in place prior to, and, you know, TSA checks and, you know, I mean, and everywhere you go in every building, they want you in schools and everything. So, uh, that damn day changed everything uh, moving forward. Yeah, yeah, it certainly did. Uh, and the other thing, too, for me is that I've got family in New York. And right. I actually have a cousin who works, like, really close to uh, the World Trade Center or where the World Trade Center was. And and she told me that she missed her train that day. And if it wasn't for that, you know, she would have been, you know, because she, she walks by. Right. Know, to get to her job so it was it was just a crazy time and definitely something that we'll of course never forget yeah Um, yeah um definitely you know appreciate all of the the law enforcement and and the firefighters out during that time and because it was um pretty significant in american history yeah so this win for the miami hurricanes is pretty significant for not only the season, but for the Mario Cristobal era and program, uh, the fact that they went uh, and beat an SEC team first time since 2013 yeah. at home. Yeah. Um, and I, I went and looked it up, Blue. Uh, this is the first time they put up 48 points uh, against an SEC team since uh, 1981. Maybe uh, Vanderbilt? It was Vanderbilt. <laughs> <laughs> you guess that how did you know that man uh, i'm you know me I, I was at the game i'm sure so no i remember they had i was trying to think when you were talking uh what other team in the sec would they do that to and yeah. uh yeah but i think i in fact that's weird because i was i had the the program uh, and ironically jim kelly was on the cover uh you know because i collect all those older programs that's yeah, that that was an instinctual thing. Like on our podcast on Monday, they were I says, you know, we we're talking about the Miami of Ohio. 
and playing them. As I was there the last time they played them, I think they scored like 50 something points on them. You know, yeah. it's just things like that that you remember, you know, you recall. But uh, yeah, that's certainly, certainly really neat. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, you know, we were there watching the game from the press box, and you know, there there were a lot of things that I kind of took away from this game. But what what are your most significant takeaways from Miami's forty eight thirty three win over A and M? They beat a really good team, and um, and I think they did it with a lot of resources, um, passing the ball, playing timely defense. Uh, you and you and I point this out with uh, Frank uh, Tucker is that A&M a big team. I mean, they're not small and Miami is do well more than holding their own on the lines of scrimmages on both sides of the, the ball. And as you mentioned, you know, uh, every program and every build has a defining moment. And I think this was the defining moment in Miami's uh, reincarnation you know, into being a team that's going to be recognized nationally like they were now they're ranked. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, it's now everybody's got their, you know, he, they've got everybody's attention and certainly the upcoming next three games are very winnable. And uh, this is a program that needed to have a kickstart, you know, a five and O start and, and going into, um, a season where Mario Cristobal said in the post-game uh, conference, "This is this is just the iceberg. This is nowhere near where we need to be." And uh, that's the most exciting part. And you know, beating a team like that and and not even being close to where he expects his team into the future. Yeah, uh, I totally agree. Uh, I mean, this was a signature win for Cristobal, his first yeah. big win. Um, you know, it, it took year two for him to get it, but he got it nonetheless. And I, I think the one of the more significant uh, takeaways for me was the fact that this team can beat you two different ways as far as offensively. It can beat you running the ball like you saw in Miami of Ohio, or they could beat you passing the ball like we saw against Texas A&M. So right. they showed a lot of versatility, and I was really, really impressed with the play calling house play i was impressed with the play calling pretty much all weekend because i was at coco and st thomas uh right. the night before in a crazy game where the play calling was outstanding from the coco coach and now uh and then saturday i i watched shannon dawson just put on a clinic when it comes to play calling it was just you know it's night and day from 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 last season and just to see the creativity inside the the 20 but was, was just really impressive because um you know that that's an area where miami struggled last season and obviously this is a new year new system and these players are really comfortable in it you can kind of tell that they are really uh, ready to kind of thrive in this office particularly tyler van dyke tyler van dyke was you know just on fire in this one's uh, throwing for five touchdowns, Jacoby George scored three. Xavier Restrepo had a career high in yards. Uh, so I think, uh, you know, Miami has something to build on with, with, with this with this win uh, for the season. Uh, does this kind of change your, your outlook on, on Miami going forward? Um, 
Yeah, I, I kind of think it does. I mean, I, I mean, and being realistically, because I've never been a homer. I mean, I've always tried to look at things the way they are. You know, it it angers people, and I can understand where fan, you know, a fan base is so hooked up into the fact that they're fans, and anything you say negative about their team, they're gonna, you know, get you know, jump up and say, "Hey, you're wrong." Uh, I thought Miami would be seven five this year. You know what? So maybe this reevaluates it, it that and the loss by uh, Clemson to Duke, knowing that Miami has Clemson at home. And um, I don't think, other than Florida State, that Miami's going to face a more physical uh, and big team like they did on Saturday. So that gives I mean the. Texas A and M is a lot more physical than Clemson. They're bigger on both sides of the ball. I mean, yeah. they they've got speed, they've got skill, kids. So this win, uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't want to parallel it to the NFL, but this is a lot like the Dolphins win yesterday, because uh, the Dolphins beat a San Diego team that everybody said, hey, you know what, they're going to push Kansas City this year because they've got you know, really good players and a great quarterback and outstanding uh, secondary. So I think that this was a defining win in many ways. And now all bets are off. I think that Miami could go into any game feeling they have the personnel and they didn't even use a lot of the guys that you and I thought they would more extensively like AJ Allen or, or like even Ray Ray, get him, you know, because Ray Ray, is the type of guy along with Harrell that you want to get in the space because they're as fast as you're going to get. And I think that's the one thing that this offense and the defense too is going to incorporate is getting more of these younger guys who can additionally help turn this program around back, you know, into the, the weekly. Um, and I think that's going to happen, you know, starting this week, they're going to get more involved and more acclimated and, and be so nervous when they get thrown in uh, to a North Carolina or, you know, to a, a team of that caliber. So, yeah, yeah. I think uh, there's a lot to be um, said about this program this week. Yeah, absolutely. And and just to switch things over just to the defensive side of the ball a little bit is that um, James Williams had an outstanding game uh, in, in this one. He was the highest rated tackler when it comes to pro football focus. And he just seemed really, really focused himself on, you know, the defensive efficiency. He was calling out, you know, plays and directing guys where, where to go. And when he went in for a tackle. I mean, he thumped, you know, he, he was, he was thumping out there and it seems like his, his shoulder injury was a significant one because he's definitely tackling better. He's definitely tackling with his shoulder sure. uh, rather than what he was doing last year, where he was kind of arm tackling um, people with just his sheer strength. So I'm really happy to kind of see him, you know, take that next step in his college career. Um, him being a former five-star here down here in South Florida. And then Jaden Davis blue um, had a, had a great game as well. Just kind of an overall polished game at the quarterback position. I mean, he tackled well, uh, he put pressure on the quarterback covered well, and um, he was tied with Daryl Porter for the highest rated um, in from pro football focus as well. So, and then he had one of the biggest plays of the game where he, you know, uh, 
forced a fumble on, you know, local kid, Amari, Amari Daniels, local on, there was a lot of local on local. Uh, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> this game, um, and, you know, that, that was a pretty significant uh, point in the game. And another significant point in this game, Boo, was uh, when uh, Cameron Kitchens uh, went, went down with an injury, I, I think, all of our hearts kind of sunk in the in the moment when it happened. I mean, Cameron Pensions is, you know, like what the players said is the heart and soul of of this team. Sure. And and him being a, a safety all American, of course, and you know, he's just a class act overall, what he does in the community. Uh he always says the right things in press conferences. Um he's he's just an outstanding talent, maybe an even better person. So to see him go down the way he did, lie motionless for for most of, uh, I would say maybe fifteen minutes or so, it felt like until until he was uh, carted off, uh, was you know heartbreaking to see. Uh, but you know, positive news is coming out of you know Miami saying that he's okay, uh, yeah. which is great news. Um, you know, I've heard a rumor that it would it maybe was just uh, extreme precaution. Um, and that he may have a concussion. Uh, of course, well, maybe we'll get some more information from Cristobal later today in, in the press conferences. But Blue, just your your uh, feeling or, or perspective of what happened to Cam Kinchins and kind of what he means to this football team. Well, I've known Cam since he was on youth football and then uh, always a really good kid and very competitive. That's the one thing I always rem- remembered. And his work ethic and that's the one thing like Restrepo that a lot of these players feed off of their work ethic because they look at what they're doing and what they're achieving and say hey you know what that's the leadership we need and that's the one thing that if you remember in the press conference in the post-game press conference or wherever you hear it that Cam is the heart and soul and because of the fact that he's not an I guy and uh, he's a team player. And as everybody said, you know, out of everybody on the team right now, he's the only one that has a banner in the rafters of the uh, of the indoor facility. And, uh, right. you know, and, and everybody kind of like pointed to, you know, I mean, when your leader in any way uh, goes down, I mean, it's it's reason for, you know, some some you know, worry because, you know, this is somebody who's leading you to the bat to the top of the mountain in that battle. And, uh, uh, but then as, as you said, uh, and I know that when, when he was getting carted off, carted off, I, you know, I said, I see, I think, you know, he raised his arms up, you know, early in the process, which was a great yeah. sign. And yeah, you can never be too cautious. Believe me. I mean, with the neck injury or a, you know, or anything that has to do with, uh, you know, especially with a concussion, uh, you know, because look at, God forbid, uh, all these people who, you know, have that happen. But I kind of thought that when he first made the play and then he went down uh, and then he, the way he put up his arms, uh, they have these things called stingers. And what they do is they temporarily um, uh, paralyze, not paralyze, fully paralyze, but numbs you 
and yeah. you know that could go right down your spine into your lower extremities and and then you feel that way at the time and you're trying to clench your fist to make sure and i thought that's what he had because that's an initial you know uh, reaction to do and uh, but when i found out it was more of a concussion and uh, I, you know you kind of like and his parent and that's a thing too within an hour after the game uh, mario cristobal's at the hospital so you know yeah. And then, you know, I know that everyone, well, it's his duty. Yeah. Okay. But you know, he, just because he had mentioned that and I know he wanted so much when he walked into that press conference, because the first words out of his mouth is how about them canes? He wanted to be a more exuberant uh, post press conference, Marcus, but kind of tough when you have that over your head and you're thinking about your fallen teammate at the time and not knowing, but uh yeah, as it worked out, he'll be back. Uh, you know, I mean, he's between you know you and I. He's got a couple of maybe two, three weeks if you really wanted to to kind of fully rest it. That they might not right. be missing him that much. So um, you know, and getting him ready, I'd much rather have him ready for that stretch run. You know, in the ACC. But uh, whatever happens, you know, I mean, that's it. Just shows you how close this team is because and and i think tyler van dyke put it put it best he goes last year we wouldn't have won this game see and and that's i thought that everybody kind of overlooked that statement you know people kind of like you know were listening to what they want but i I thought that was one of the most poignant things that was said in the post game is that your quarterback uh, would say, you know what? Last year, I don't think we won. Would win this game, and uh, that's that's pretty telling on where they are. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was a pretty significant statement as well. That's why I went ahead and tweeted that out uh, yeah. yesterday because it, it was it was definitely telling. And, and Jaden Davis also had a telling statement as well, saying that you know when he transferred in from Oklahoma, um, you know Cam called the team meeting. And everybody was there 15 minutes. Before. Right, right. Everyone was there. And he was saying, yeah, he's gone to team meetings before. Some people show up. Some people don't. Some people straggle in. And the fact that, you know, everybody on the team was 15 minutes early really kind of, you know, it resonated with him kind of where this team wanted to go and how much this team will work this season. And and it was evident Saturday. It was evident Saturday that this team is willing to work hard to get wins this season and now they're ranked 22nd in the nation yeah. <laughs> blue yeah. i mean we kind of thought it would happen because you know texas a&m was 23rd miami was kind of right there on the outside of the top 25 but uh the nation is starting to recognize um you know that this team could be you know something to be uh reckoned with uh this season and um, yeah, like you said, with Cam, you know, this next game against Bethune, no reason to play him. The game yeah. I had against Temple, again, probably no reason to really play him. You know, you, you probably at the earliest will see Cam back for the Georgia Tech, Georgia Tech game. And then there's a buy in between there before. Georgia. Sure. That's so, what I'm saying. You got you got pretty much a four or five week cushion here where you know there's no panic uh but i did want to also bring up the fact that you take a look at this and and i kind of like it i don't take many things personally but i was watching the game day you know on espn and everybody (laughs) but lee corso um 
pick Texas A&M. And yeah. the one thing that Kirk Herbstreet, who I guess is usually, you know, uh, um, a little fair, more fair with the University of Miami, but when he picked the reason why that Miami would lose, he said that Texas A&M would outdraw them. And I, I was thinking to me, that's crazy. And I watched that crowd, and it might not have been 70,000, but I'll tell you, that was mo- one of the most energetic electric crowds they've had. And yeah. I, I just hope he has a chance to watch that game. Because even uh, in the post-conference, uh, Jaden Davis said that that kind of brought him back to when he visited Miami and when he was in high school when they beat Notre Dame. And uh, that that game was so electric when Bandy, <clears throat> excuse me, when Bandy picked off the ball and went in for the touchdown. And then right. the following week against Virginia Tech, that's what Miami, you know, was looking to get back to. That was kind of like a spark that never really caught. You know, they were ten and zero, then they lost all. See, but I think that there's more to this foundation this time around, and I think that they're going to play off of this and. Uh, and I think moving forward, you're going to get stronger and stronger and more confident every year and not afraid to put in younger kids. And uh, I think that's what this is all about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I want to touch on that, too, since you brought it up. I was totally surprised at the game day crew, except for Lee Corso, who's a seminal, basically, yeah, yeah. crew. Um, didn't pick the Hurricanes or set, had the things that they said about the Hurricanes. And, and you know, uh, Kirk actually said, well, they don't care about football down there. He actually said that. And yeah, I was like, yeah. okay, well, you know, that that's definitely not true because the, the fans that were in the building care about the Miami Hurricanes, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then there's, of course, there's a ton of people at home watching as well. It's not everyone who can afford to go to a Miami sure. Hurricanes football game. So, um, yeah, so I, I think um, – uh, the national narrative is 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 going to change um, as far as you know this fan base is concerned and 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 this team is concerned and I'm excited to see it all unfold in this 2023 season. Um, but yeah, you talked about the young guys and and this Bethune game coming up on Thursday night. We are going to see a, a lot of young players play in this in this one. Uh, I'm assuming Tyler Van Dyke is probably going to play a half, if that. And we're going to see a lot of Emory Williams and Jakari Brown. And uh, we're going to see some Ray Ray, you know, and, and uh, you know, some other of those linebackers that, that have been doing great at camp. Maybe you've seen a, a Malik Bryant, a Bobby Washington, a Pop right. Aguirre, and um, Jaden Davis. I mean, not sorry, Jaden Harris. Oh, we'll, we'll see him likely in the game, especially with uh, Cam not going to play, I'm sure. So, so yeah, so with this Bethune game, obviously, I mean, it, it's in the, it's a FCS team. Last sure. year they played this team, and it was seventy to thirteen uh, was the was the final score. And this team, I think, is light years ahead of last year's team. So um, you know, so I don't think we really have to kind of the 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 result is not really in jeopardy here. But kind of what do you want to see from this Miami Hurricanes team? Thursday night. Well, 
I want to see the recruiting class. You know, I mean, the total, we get to see Mauanoa and we get to see a lot of the other kids because they were elite kids, you know, obviously uh, with Bain and players like that. But I want to see some of those guys that you mentioned. I want to see Ray Ray. I want to see Bobby Washington. I want to see those players that were the defining prospects in this 2023 class that everybody talked about. And I think we're going to see them early and I think we're going to see them often. And, you know, I mean, in no way is Mario Cristobal going to go in this game and say, you know what? Hey guys, you know, relax. We're going to win. He'll put the fire under their butt, just like they're playing USC and they'll come out and do their job. And, you know, maybe in two or three quarters, uh, you know, just do what they need to do to keep sharp and get ready for the temple game. And and uh, and then after that, when game in hand, um, you just say, you know what, let's see what we have for the future. Let these kids, you know, get in because Bethune's not going to put their second and third teamers and they're going to leave their starters in just to get experience. So we're going to go up against their number ones. Obviously, they're not number ones like you know like North Carolina or Clemson have, but they're going to be opposition. And I think that Miami's going to get a chance to run the ball. Uh, you know, I believe that they'll probably, if, if Fletcher's even remotely a uh, game day decision, they probably won't play him. They already know what he could do. You know, I mean, you, you let him rest. Let the, this is what these games, Miami couldn't do this in the past. You know, you think, well, Middle Tennessee State's coming in. We're going to rest this guy and that guy, and you end up getting beat. So there's a whole different team, the attitude and um, – I think we're going to get a chance to see a lot of these players. Uh, you know, we're going to get a chance to see some of the younger receivers uh, make, you know, make a, an impact and uh, sort of like get a chance to see what these kids can do, you know, away from the scrimmage. Because, you know, when you're in a scrimmage, uh, you know, against each other, I mean, you have a tendency to, okay, I know that guy, you know, and you don't yeah. go as hard. But now – you know, somebody's got a different uniform on and you're going to play up to your capabilities. But I think like a uh, Ray Ray is going to uh, Nathaniel Joseph's going to have a monster type of game. But they're going to do what they're going to do. They're going to get him in the space. They're going to get Bobby Washington in the space. We saw, uh, you know, I thought like they would utilize all those speed guys. Rashard uh, Smith definitely did something that a lot of people have been waiting for him to flash his speed on the kickoff return. And I think even he'll get in into a situation where he'll get more of a lead role. You know, we already know what Restrepo can do. Uh, they'll get a chance to, like you said, look at some of those younger defensive players, which is something that Miami wants to build towards. They don't want to be given up, you know, if, 38, 40 points and 500 yards a game, you know, I mean, they want to kind of limit that. So it's one of those games uh, that uh, definitely you need on your schedule. You know, everybody else has them, you know, yeah. I mean, uh, so Miami needs that type of game and they really only have one. I mean, you could say Temple is, but that's on the road. So you never right. know, you know, but um, yeah. I think you're right with what we're going to see this year. And by the way, Miami of Ohio bounced back and beat uh, UMass last week. Right, right. They did. They did. Um, yeah, so this is definitely an opportunity to see the, the 2023 recruiting class really kind of show what the future of this hurricane program will be um, against Bethune. Um, of course, you know, like you said, we're going to hear a lot of coach speak today. Um, about, you know, we're respecting every opponent, which which they are and which they will. Uh, but this is definitely going to be a, a game that I believe gets gets out of hand in, in the in the second yeah. quarter. Pretty early. 
the second half, <laughs> you know. So um, I'm excited to kind of see these young guys on Thursday night. And, um, you know, this this schedule is, is, is a favorable one. Uh, like you said, I mean, of course, you know, we're expecting a win against Bethune. We're expecting a win against Temple. You know, one of the uh, one of the teams that are more towards the bottom of college football. I think they're uh, a notch below mine of Ohio, in my opinion, from what I've seen. Um, and then Georgia Tech is not a team that probably is going to be competing for the ACC. And this is a team that might be dominated last season. They're kind of rebuilding. Uh, with a new culture and a new coach, and then and then you go into North Carolina. So this team actually has a chance to be five and zero going going into that North Carolina game, which we know is going to be a tough one on the road. So yeah, so yeah, so it, it's it's shaping up to be a very exciting season for the Miami Hurricanes. All right, that is Larry Bluestein, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you know the legend uh, who joined who joined me today. Make sure you subscribe to canescounty.com for free. Use the promo code Miami30. Make sure you subscribe to this YouTube channel live from Canes County, as well as uh, our podcast, which is on all platforms. Make sure you like, share, comment as well. Love comments and love kind of interacting uh, with you guys as well. And that is going to wrap it up for the storm tracker podcast thanks for joining me again blue uh, anytime you know that marcus all right thank you and enjoy the rest of your day guys <laughs>